Hi, it's Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules here to tell you guys about Factor. It's my one-stop shop for nutritious, fully prepared meals, which means there's no grocery shopping, no meal planning, and no cooking required. They have tons of options to choose from every week. Factor is like having a personal chef, but without the wait. It only takes two minutes to heat and eat. Plus, all their meals are fresh, never frozen. Visit factormeals.com slash Shea50 for 50% off your first order. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're interested, go out to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, so welcome everybody to the first episode of our new podcast, Scream Creeps. This is going to be our uh, new uh, horror podcast where we talk about basically anything horror. Um, For anyone that's joined any of our other podcasts, we've got sci-fi ones out there and wrestling ones out there, and then kind of ones that, well, there's one I think out there that crosses spectrums across anything. So we figured the next best thing would be to start talking about horror stuff. So with that being said, we wanted to premiere this around Halloween. I know it's November 1st, but... um, Close, close enough. enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so to begin with we're gonna actually what we're gonna what we uh decided to do was we're gonna uh view the conjuring universe uh movies in chronological order so with that being said the first one that we actually screened was uh the nun that was made in 2018 now if you're used to our other podcast one of the things that they did was they did trivia and stuff like that we're not going to do that on this podcast. We're going to just straight talk about the movies in general. Um, we're going to, I think a good piece and we can talk about it as we go forward, but we wanted to rate them based on the creepiness factor. So like a rating from zero to 10, obviously, or one to 10, I guess, on how creepy the movie was in your opinion. And then I figured we'd also talk about, you know, how many times uh an individual got scared you know jump scared in the movie and then if anybody remembered any i guess you, josh you would call them horror tropes right where you would uh yeah you know, like anything where it's like cliched horror stuff that happens in movies like we kind of call that shit out yeah which surprisingly didn't happen a lot in this movie or at least to me yeah yeah so but those are the three things I think we'll go ahead and talk about. But, I mean, this is pretty much going to be an open forum on what we thought about the movie, first off, The Nun. So, um, I don't know who wants to get started, but, you know, Elaine or Josh, do you know, either of you want to talk first? Uh, I guess I'll start. I'll start. 
I uh, this was the first time I started watching these movies. I think I said that in the last podcast that we did. So I wasn't thinking that I was going to enjoy it at all, mostly because I'm not huge when it comes to ghost movies. Like there's certain ones that I'm like, okay, but I mean, it's kind of not like a ghost movie. It's kind of the, I'm like, that's why I was surprised about it was because I thought it was supposed to be about ghosts or whatever. And then it's like, Ooh, spooky. And then when I was watching it, it was like more like a demon or something. It seemed like, and then in the uh, the demon got out type of stuff, so it was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. But I've also heard that this was like the better film to go into rather than Annabelle. I think it was Creation or Comes Home or whatever. I think those are the two like least favorites from what I hear from other people. So yeah, like when I was watching it, I actually. Um, it's not like it really scared me at all. I mean, I've watched a million different uh, horror movies, so it's hard to like get me to jump at stuff. But like, I think I scared and jump scared more when we're at uh, Halloween Horror Nights than I did watching this movie. <laughs> not saying that it does and didn't have good moments in it, though. <clears throat> so I mean, I don't know. I didn't know what else to say during this, too, so I'll just send it off to you guys. <laughs> so, so, Elaine, uh, what did you think? I know we watched it here together, actually, this morning, because we hadn't had a lot of time <laughs> to actually view it prior to now. But Oh, I mean, I'm kind of like Josh, where I thought it was probably going to be more ghost movie and stuff, and, you know, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um but I'm a person, unlike Josh, that I, I jump a little more, I guess, during horror movies, even though they're always during the parts when I know, like, something's going to happen, like, something's going to jump out or whatever, but it still makes me jump for some reason. And, I mean, I jumped probably four or five times just because, I don't know, I guess I'm oh, sensitive to that, but I don't know. They definitely had those moments in the movie. It's just, like, they didn't really get me as much. I don't know. I think it's because they had a lot of jump scares that kind of have done in other movies. I think true. I'm, I'm trying to think of the one where it showed the nurse or the nun flying at like you. You see her like looking at one way, and then all of a sudden she turns another way, and then the nun with the no face having thing just crawls mm-hmm. at her. And I'm trying yeah. to remember the movie. There's a more iconic one. I think it might be one of the Halloween movies or something. I don't remember which, but there's a scene where like you don't even expect it because they're uh, walking around. You're paying attention to like one of the main characters, and then all of a sudden, a nurse walks by with like a big uh, set of scissors and just crawls right out of frame. So you don't even expect it to happen. I think they were trying to do that with that scene, but just right. the other one is just so more so much more iconic. So just like definitely you didn't see it coming at all. And that's right. a horror trope really, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the the one from Exorcist? So, uh, oh, ex- it might have been that Exorcist Three, I think. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I was trying to remember what that was from. Uh, I've seen way too many movies, so it's hard for me to keep track of like 
certain <laughs> moments in movies too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember the moment, not where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I kind of had the same opinion you guys did about the movie because I wasn't expecting it to be a demon, but you know, you can almost kind of think about that when it comes to, um, spiritual type stuff that it's more related to, you know, yeah. If it's like religion, so that's usually like exorcist, right? Because that was an exorcism. This kind of was kind of the same thing where it was, you know, a demon that was the only difference was it was passing through nuns, right? It wasn't the the demon wasn't passing through like just a normal person. It was I think that's mostly what I liked about it too, was because it was explaining it and yeah, like a lot of uh movies where it has a lot of religious uh connotations with it, they usually say that it's like from a demon or whatever. But I liked how it was like that they were talking about that they tried to hold it back, the seal broke out, like they were trying to do a demonic ritual to let the person out, and then they, uh, what's it called, then they kept it from it, and then the church took it over. So it, it kind of made sense why they were fighting it the whole time, and then when uh, they were talking about, I think, bombs that were going off during World War Two, I think that's when they were talking about, right? Yeah, that's what opened yeah, up when, the gateway. Yeah, and then that opened it up again. So then they were fighting it the whole time. Uh, and that's one thing that I liked about it was that it was kind of like it made it in uh, realistic uh, parts where you could see it happening kind of to an extent. Like I've always thought that when it comes to ghost stuff, it's more related towards demons rather than towards ghosts itself. But that's mostly why I, li- I liked it a lot more than I expected that I was going to. Especially not a whole lot of people died in it, too. Because I, I was surprised that not a- I think it was mostly all the nuns that died rather and than anybody them, else. And what you found out is most of them had already died. Like, before they even showed up, they didn't really... Like, when, you know, near the end, when they were all together in that room, it was, like oh, yeah. it was, it was more a vision that she saw than... What was that? Like a past, yeah. Movie. Because remember, the only nun that was left was that one that they fought off at the end. It wasn't yeah. the whole group, um, but she saw everybody. One of the interesting things, I think, you know, in knowing because I saw, I, I think the only one I've actually seen out of these is is the Conjuring, and mm-hmm. so if you don't know any of the other stuff, you can kind of by watching this one first, like we did you kind of almost get an inclination that the nun, the nun from this movie or not the bad nun, but the, the good one. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Irene is Lorraine yeah. Warren because they, right. they, they kind of allude to it for one, the girl's her real sister, you know, the one that played the nun is, uh, uh, was it, uh, Formiga's, uh, is it Vera Formiga? The one that plays Lorraine Warren. It's her yeah. real life sister. No, it's her real life sister. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. And um, but then at the end, I don't know if you remember, but the the shit, the nun screams with the with the uh, Frenchy guy when they're showing yeah. the footage, and it matched the scream of the nun from earlier in the movie, like or so. Um, yeah, so it's kind of tying it, but. But, to the rest of the, in the beginning. That, in that scene, it was actually Lorraine that was in that scene, and the screen matched 
the nun from earlier yeah. in the movie. So I think they're alluding to the fact that Lorraine is the is Irene, but they're not really calling it out. I actually wondered that at the beginning of the movie, um, watching it, um, if they were related, because I'm like, okay, they got somebody that looked a lot like her to play yeah. that nun, um, and then come to find out it's her actual sister. But um, yeah, that's why I was like, because didn't uh, they were kind of explaining it like how the nun needed a body, or well, the person that. Uh, or the demon that was looking like the nun needed a body. Mm-hmm. So it looked like that's how like the movie was going to happen was and uh, essentially for a little bit it happened where they took her over, I guess, for a little bit before Frenchie saved her or whatever. But uh yeah. So like they kind of alluded to like that that would have probably been the best body for her to take probably. But uh so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they just did a lot of stuff that just worked in this movie compared to, like, uh, other mo- uh, movies, especially of the past few years. Like, I, I, I'm i sure probably at one point we'll have to go through the Paranormal Activity movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, like, looking forward to those movies at all. <laughs> me neither, Josh. Me yeah. either. Those creep me out. Yeah, like it's not so much that they creep me out. It's just that I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, ever since Blair Witch came out, and I was massively disappointed on that one. Anything with found footage or something in it, I'm usually never like huge on. Like, I didn't love Cloverfield either. And I, I hear that there's some good ones, like Creep One and Two. I heard was really good. And certain other ones, but like Paranormal Activity, I never had an interest to watch it. I was just like, okay, I don't think I'm gonna get scared at all in this movie. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm sure we're probably gonna have to go through that at one point. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be one of our future ones. Like I said, being this horror podcast, we've got a treasure trove of stuff we can go through. I mean, there's. You know, like with the, the oh, yeah. Conjuring universe, and then we've got like what you just said, and then we can go through the top ten most uh, scariest movies ever made. Type. Oh thing. yeah. Or we can... or we could also talk about the our top ten favorites too. Like all yeah, sorts. I mean, there's, there's all types of stuff, so it'll it'll be fun. Um, but um, yeah, from from that perspective, though, I know. So you said you didn't have a lot of jump scares josh yeah Did you have not, any? Uh, not really i mean like uh, there there wasn't so much jump scares to me it was more like cool moments like the moment where like uh they threw the the priest in the in the casket and then it all oh, of a sudden it was buried was. and yeah. then she was having the visions where he was and shit i was like oh that's fucking tight and then seeing the the nun like hanging like when they first showed up and stuff like that. Certain moments were just like really cool in this movie. Not really anything where I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so scared." But I mean, it takes a lot for you to scare me. Most of the time, it's always like something that I'm just not expecting, or I'm definitely expecting it. I know what's coming, and then when it goes off, I'm just like, "Ah, man, damn it." But this well, one didn't have like any jump scares for me. 
<clears throat> you know, watching it with Elaine, I was I was kind of laughing because I could tell when, and she could tell too. And she mentioned it; she'll talk about it again. But it was funny watching because you knew it was coming, and then I'd watch her jump, even though we both knew yeah, it was I coming. That, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny knowing I don't jump. I think there was one time that I might have jumped, and that was it. There was many times where you could have, but I've almost become desensitized to it to where it doesn't make me jump anymore. Yeah, um, like that's how it is for me. I think I've played like so many, like watched so many horror movies, and I've seen uh, played so much horror games, and, and kind of desensitizes you whenever you do <laughs> deals and stuff. Because I also watch movies that scared the shit out of me like twenty years ago, and I'll still mm-hmm. jump to those scenes and then I'll watch movies now and just won't even budge. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the last real uh, anything that I kind of jumped at was probably Stranger Things. They had some moments in Stranger Things that made me jump, but the, I'm like, it's very hard for, for me to jump at things anymore, it seems like, probably because so many horror movies that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I said, we grew we well, we kind of grew up on them. I mean, as many as we've watched. I mean, I remember it's funny when we talk about like you know, and Exorcist is up there on the top of the scariest movies, but I watch it now and it doesn't even make me flinch. Yeah, like what's like, it called for me? Right, I don't remember ever watching it as a kid. So when I was in my 30s, I think, like very beginning 30s, I finally watched it after I watched Creepshow and fucking Halloween and all these other damn movies. And I watched that. I'm like, how is this the scariest movie? I'm like, (laughs) because I mean, I was like, there's some good moments in this movie, but I don't know if I'm like, because I didn't jump. I didn't have any like serious moments in it. And I was like, this movie's kind of lame. But yeah. uh, I have the opinion where I tell people about it. I'm like, it's probably because I've watched a lot of scarier shit now. Like, I've seen a lot more uh, scarier movies that and, and that when I watched this one, it didn't. And because, I mean, it was pretty much, it, it's like the forefathers of horror, right? Where you watch certain movies and then you kind of see, like, where movies are now kind of try to take from the same thing really like uh yeah like we'll i'm talking to... about the exorcist three moment like they had that in this movie and then they have certain other movement um, moments from this movie that you could tie back to other horror movies yeah and, and that could be ideas going forward too about stuff we do because we can look at horror movies that were like back in the day that were considered horror that you know We'd have to like analyze them to see how really horror they were in our mm-hmm. opinions, anyway. But um, so let's see. Um, like I said, I didn't have but one jump scare. And you, what, what was four or five for you, wasn't it? Uh, I... yeah. yeah. So and then and I have to say I wasn't I wasn't disappointed in the movie though. I mean, I think it was pretty well made. I and I don't watching it too. I. I it wasn't one of those movies where you walk away and go, okay, that was like a waste of my time. You know, I wouldn't say that at all. So yeah, because there's some yeah. movies that I've seen that were just like, that's a colossal yeah. waste of time. Like, 
I'm not yeah. <laughs> looking. I'm not looking forward to the the craft movie, the legacy one. I'm not looking forward to that one. So there's like certain ones that I know I'm just gonna well, be like, fuck yeah. this movie. <laughs> but that's interesting too because it's made by Bloomhouse, I think, and Bloomhouse has been making some pretty decent horror. Well, I movies. mean, they've um, been hit or miss lately, but they were having. Oh, I think it was like uh, because I think Warner Brothers or somebody owns them now. I think that's why the movies kind of changed a little bit. Oh, or Universal. I think so we were not... talking about during the aliens podcast that we did where now that's why they're able to do some of those ones but yeah like i think uh some of them that i've heard recently it's like i heard the invisible man was pretty good but they said that anybody that has tryptophobia where it's like the uh what's it called kind of like things where it's like a bunch of holes set uh in certain areas and stuff like that where it's a group of them some yeah, people will be creeped out. That. Yeah, some people will be creeped out by it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I'm not a fan yeah. of that. Well, the suit in Invisible Man. Spoilers for anybody listening. Oh yeah, the whole suit looks like that. So everybody mm-hmm. got scared to shit when they first watched it because they didn't expect it to happen. I'm like, well, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean. If anything, that just helped the movie even more. <laughs> like, so, so, so right. So like, oh, fuck, I don't want to see this. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sure the Bloomhouse movies, especially from, I don't know, maybe like five or ten years ago, were, were good. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, so now we can talk about the uh, the horror tropes or whatever that we picked up in this movie. I know... Elaine and I were talking about a few of them while we were watching it, but uh, are there any that you, that Josh, that um, that well, I guess uh... Hey, it's Sheena Shea, and if you know me, you know it's all happening from Vanderpump Rules and my podcast shenanigans to my full-time job being Summer's Mommy. There's always something keeping me busy, and that's why I love Factor. They send fresh, never-frozen meals right to my doorstep. They're packed with flavor, dietitian approved and make it easy to stay on track with my goals. Delicious and ready to eat in literally two minutes. I mean, seriously. Visit factormeals.com Shea50 for 50% off your first order. For 25 years, Stamps.com has made mailing and shipping easy. All you need is a computer and printer. Imagine mailing and shipping right from your desk, anytime. No traffic, no waiting, no hassle. Plus, Stamps.com gives you discounts up to 84%. Sign up for Stamps.com today. Use code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus postage and a digital scale. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Oh, you still remember anything that I can find it. I think yeah, the- there's not really a whole bunch of horror tropes in this. Like, I was surprised that, uh, like, the snake in the eye thing that happened. Like, because I was wondering if mm-hmm. any of the people were going to get uh, killed, like the main three people that was in it. And right. knowing that they all survived, that's why I was like sitting there and I was like, okay, I didn't think that all these, especially when they were talking about the story, they're like, oh yeah, like when they were telling it at first, where they're like, oh, it changed me and this and that. So I figured that at least the priest and the nun would have been still around, right? 
like they would have survived. But then they did like stuff where it was like I didn't expect the snake in the eye part and like how it was like uh, uh, during the last like I don't know half an hour in the movie or something. But like and like how they uh, twisted her around and then turned her for um, the nun took control of her for a little bit. Trying to think of like any horror jobs. I don't think I've seen that many in this movie that really stand out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. Like, except for that one scene with the exorcist thing. I think that's the only thing that really stood out for me. Well, I know me and Jeremy were talking about some of the things, like, you know, where they, like, you know, they tricked the people into going into certain places. You know, like when he was down in that ice room or whatever, and you know, following the bell that was. Oh well, yeah, sure that. Stuff like that, and then like you know, follow like when he followed the that nun into like a, I don't know where she went into like a, some other room or something, and he like was following after her, yeah. you know, uh, stuff like that. Some of that mm-hmm. stuff isn't even so much horror tropes; it's just like movies, movie tropes. Period. Like, yeah, because, like, a lot of movies True. set a certain pace for it. It's kind of like if you watch romantic comedies where it's like, oh, they they get along at one point, and then when they start to fall in love, then they have to end up being like, oh, no, I hate you. And then it's like, at the end, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then everything's forgiven. Like, that type of shit. They always do that in movies, yeah. especially in horror movies. Where it always, like, there's always a reason why they, and like, the ringing of the bell thing. There's always a reason why they end up going out to do stuff. Like, always. It's always like, hey, I'm just going to ring a bell. Or, hey. Uh, uh, like, I liked how, like, most of her stuff was in Visions, though. Like, where she's just. And also, at the same time, I'm just intrigued with all the other movies after this one. You know, and then I watch this one, I'm wondering how the other movies are going to be playing out. Right. Yeah, that's kind of nice that I don't, like I said, the only one I know that I've seen is The Conjuring. So, yeah, I think that's the one I've seen, so too. I'm going into this whole group not really knowing what the movies are really about. So, I know they're in The Conjuring universe, but I don't know. And I know, like, Anna, like the next one we're going to be watching is Annabelle Creation, which is basically the prequel for Annabelle. Um, but that's about a doll. That's about as, as much as I know. Yeah, like, I don't much, really know. The only thing that I knew about the whole series as a whole was that it was supposedly Conjuring 1 and 2 was supposed to be based off of a real uh, husband and wife couple thing. And that's really yeah. the only thing that I knew of. And you know how they say, based on true stories, and then it's like maybe 10% of like <laughs> the true story, and then they make right. up everything yeah. else. Yeah, 10% of the rest of it's yeah. made up. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you're making money off of doing this stuff, then all's for you, man. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the only other thing, I think the... Elaine pointed out the bells. I know I I mentioned near the end when she walked towards the candle that was on the ground. Yeah. Like, you know, why do you walk towards stuff that you don't know anything about? I mean, you, yeah. or like the time he was, was it the bell 
the time when he was supposed to go through the delivery door, right? That was the bell part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those type of things just kill me in movies where it's like, okay, you go down somewhere, you go up somewhere for a specific purpose, but then once you get there, you always do something else. So it's like, okay. Or just like even the, even the Frenchy guy in the graveyard when he's like following the nun around, you know. And I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I'd be like, not be doing that. that. I'm out of here. <laughs> but, uh, okay, that's, <laughs> and that, and that's definitely like number one, like horror trope right there. It's always like, hey, <laughs> this seems a bit creepy. Let me follow it for a little bit. <laughs> it's like number yeah. one. Like, hold <laughs> yeah, on, the chainsaws <laughs> over here, all these chainsaws and the knife wielding dude. We're gonna go over there. Yeah, yeah we were talking about yeah, the, the guy cook commercial. Oh yeah. Where, the, where they're yeah. making fun of it, yeah. I mean, that's where one the... of the best commercials that they ever did was just because they're like, Hey, there's a running car over there. No, we're gonna go over by the chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> the damn killers behind him. And he's like, Really? Like what that's hell? one thing that yeah. we should talk about too, uh, eventually. Is Tucker Dale, uh, Tucker and Dale uh, fight evil or whatever? That and that movie is definitely a good one for like if you're trying to, uh, uh, if you want to go against horror tropes. <laughs> well, some movies they were meant to make fun of that. Right? Yeah, that's I mean, what I was saying. Like the Tucker and Dale one is like a movie where uh, instead of like the high schoolers or whatever that they usually go after and try to kill they're uh Mm -hmm. they think that they're bad people but they're not so they end up killing themselves in weird ways really so it's kind of like doing an opposite thing where they look like murderers but then they're not murderers also at the same time it's a really funny movie though like it's definitely better than uh, some movies where the uh, I always like movie horror movies when they're trying to be inventive and try to do different things with the same type of area with things like they'll they'll right they'll try to tell a story about a similar thing like a zombie movie. But then they'll do it differently where you don't like nobody else has considered it that way. And that's one of them. It's like that. Uh-huh. And then there's a, like a certain zombie movie called Ah Zombies, where it tells from the position of the zombies. <laughs> and they don't realize that they are zombies. So that's why. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Those are movies that I like just because they're inventive. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're different. And this movie is definitely uh, sets up. For stuff for like the other movies uh, because I don't know what other characters I'm like I've seen the Annabelle one and the nun but I don't know if there's any other characters that are in the Conjuring universe that they would be like oh yeah let's do another movie for this person too no it's pretty much this those two I think and then uh, whatever's in the Conjuring because like I said it's you know, the Annabelle movies and then the Conjuring, the first Conjuring movie, and then another Annabelle movie. Oh, uh, La Rona, the Curse of... Oh, La Llorona. Right. Well, La, La well Rona, I think yeah. the Curse of La Llorona is based off of, like, an actual... Uh, what's it called? Not a myth, but it's, like... Ba- 
it's kind of of like on the Grimm show where they used to talk about like actual like I guess it's myths where it's like talking about like what folklore folklore or something it's kind of like a folklore type thing where it's like stuff I think it's a Latin version of it where where they like talk about like if you don't do this and you have to deal with La Llorona or whatever. That's what I think I've heard about it though. Like it's like certain things are always like that. Like in different. So, yeah, that's, so that's the only other. So that's the only other character within the universe that I yeah. know, or the other piece of. It. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see that movie. Yeah. Though. That one intrigued me. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think all of them are going to be jump scare city, though. I definitely think that that's what they're going to focus on in most of these movies. But, I mean, uh, which jump scares are kind of played out. But, I mean, if certain people like them, then whatever. <laughs> that's worth just trying to find out if they're good or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm more into the story right. than anything than the jump scares. That's why, like I said, Sinister is on my list as being one of the craziest movies i've ever seen but but we'll talk about that one in a later podcast because i know it'll be on <laughs> on a, one of our lists that we'll be going through oh, yeah. but anyways from that perspective i think we can go now to the ratings of uh, how creepy we rated the movie you know on, on on a scale from one to ten um i don't know do you want to go first this time elaine since josh went first last time Let's see, creepometer. Um, maybe a five or six. It's probably where I'm falling. Somewhere in there. Saying it like you're asking me whether or not. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. I'm not asking. I'm just kind of saying. I think I fall somewhere between a five and a six. Is where I'm gonna say it. (laughs) Creepometer. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because it was kind of creepy, but I mean, but I had a good story and yeah, there was some definitely so. creepy moments good. in this movie, but like, yeah, I would probably say it was around like a five or a six, yeah, because the main one that I thought was like creepier than this one was the new It movies. The both of those were like super creepy, so I would definitely say like probably five or six because there was a, uh, I'm trying to think of the moment where I was just like, damn it, that's creepy. <laughs> but uh whatever still five or six (laughs) well yeah the creepiest parts for me in the movie and i would say five for me as well um the creepiest parts to me were when you saw the nun's face oh yeah that's what it was you know it it was literally i don't know if there was any other time i mean because you know you can consider blood creepy but i don't anymore i think it's because of the fact i've seen it so much right that it's like you know that nun hanging might have been a creepy part, you know, when oh, when yeah, that was one, guy yeah. I think that on was the... the one thing that I was thinking of, especially at the beginning. I mean, it wasn't so much like, oh, yeah, it was the other part. I think it was like when they were, uh, before he got thrown into the, the coffin or whatever, there was a moment where he looked at the face. Or something. I forgot the the one that was hanging. He found the body somewhere or something. I forgot exactly when. But I was like, oh, that's creepy. Because I think it did like a close-up of, of her face or something. I was like, ew. Uh. I know that it's fake, but still it's kind of gross anyway. 
But I can tell you one thing, though. If you have sound, like if you have Dolby Atmos or something in your house, yeah, it's incredibly loud. The uh, the our uh, bass uh, intensive uh, because there were times when we were watching it, the volume we would have to turn up because sometimes the dialogue wasn't very loud. But the bass when those parts would hit, we're shaking our apartment. Yeah. Uh, I, I figure that I they like, do that shit on purpose so, too, to like fucking scare the shit out of yeah. you. Like they do, hey, yeah. we're gonna be super quiet. Then bang, like and get you to. <laughs> so I think that I think that could be an intensive part in causing creepiness is the music that's part of a scene, yeah. right? Because uh, oh, for sure, um, it kind of builds you up to. Uh, uh, wonder if something's going to happen because you know like when those jump scares happen a lot of the times it's the music that drives some of them yeah. or the sound you yeah know? um but uh anyway but yeah well music for sure, music yeah. for sure can be creepy i mean look at unsolved mysteries that sound that song yeah. is so creepy as shit yeah. well, but... even, even with the newer one now yeah. i mean yeah no i mean it's still creepy i don't know it's just a creepy yeah i remember song. watching that show as a teenager when my when our parents weren't home i would be freaked out because of the music it wasn't because of the show it was because of the music yeah because uh, i mean some of the stories wouldn't be really creepy but then just the music in the background just made you be like (laughs) yeah i was gonna say another thing about this movie is it was creepy but it really wasn't like a like a bloody no, not really. you know what i mean oh, I think that, it really I mean, wasn't bloody yeah <laughs> besides the besides the blood at the stairs where the, the yeah, was, was hanging and i think there was another scene yeah. where they showed blood splashing out of something um i think it might have been a vision that and when she, she spent the blood of christ at point, at, uh, oh, yeah. the nun too really oh yeah in his face. yeah yeah but i mean still though i mean but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it ain't even nowhere close on the newer Evil Dead. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> I don't even go. Yeah, oh, so. oh. If you if you think that the <laughs> fucking original was like campy as shit, you just watch that one and just like, I'm surprised that they didn't try to do like a sequel to it or something because it was fucking creepy as shit for that damn. Oh, I know. That's what I said from my perspective. You know, like if we did a comparison, and I know Steven's doing it in a video on our channel, no shameless plug or anything, but, um, you know, we have stuff on YouTube too. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting what he says about that because I was thinking of doing that on this podcast, but he beat me to it. So, um, but I'll give him. I'll give him that since he's a huge fan of Evil Dead anyway. Yeah. Like, I definitely think um, that Army of Darkness is by far my favorite one out of all three. I'm like, well, I would say all four, but uh, like, I don't know. They end up having such good ones in there. Sam Raimi's definitely good at like doing horror, or at least can- campy horror at that, too, where he does a lot of good horror movies where he mixes in like dark humor into it. Like drag me to hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're uh, setting up good for our future podcast. I think from the perspective of this podcast, I think do do any either of you have anything else to add uh, for the nun? 
I don't um, really think so. Definitely, it, it's sh- you should ed- end up checking out out though. Uh, like I think we should. Oh, yeah. I think we should yeah. do that yeah. at the end too. It's just like recommendations for it. Like if we watch this shit and we're like, "Fuck this damn movie!" Even- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would agree. I would say it's definitely watch. Definitely watch I it. would definitely suggest that people watch the movie. I actually, at this point, starting out, it actually might be good to do chronological order. Actually. To, yeah, to actually watch them in this manner, starting out, because I think you you get a tie-in of the later ones. Knowing, like I said, I haven't seen any of the rest of them besides The Conjuring, but it kind of ties into even that one, knowing that I've just watched that yeah. one only. So, um, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see when we watch Annabelle Creation next on how the flow continues, considering that one. This one was set in 1952, and that one's set in 1955. So it'll it'll be interesting to see um, like how things are. Oh tied yeah. Well, so that'll be something else we talk we we talk about in the next one because obviously we don't have a connection at this point for for the nun since it's the first one we're actually talking about. But um. And I think, are we going to do these on a weekly basis? I mean, or... weekly or bi-weekly, I think, would be fine anyway. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like doing all these podcasts around the same time. But I think I definitely think either weekly or bi-weekly if we can. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. So keep an eye out for our next Scream Creeps podcast in a week or two. Um we also, um, we're going to plug all our other socials, but we, we're on Facebook at the Heart of Geek. Um, we're at, on Twitter at the Heart of Geek and Instagram. We also have a website called theheartofgeek.com where you'll see all of our podcasts and all of our videos from YouTube. And we're going to be getting ready to open up a store here for merch for all of our fans at this point. We'll, we'll open it when we get a few more. I think we're we're in the beginning stages now, but um, but we also we're on Twitch at, at, at Heart of Geek also, um, where we do stuff related to our wrestling podcast, and we'll and we've done something actually in uh, in uh, what do you call it uh, in conjunction with this podcast for the for the horror fans out there. We're going to be streaming horror games on the regular we've also already done man of maiden and a complete play is it maiden or madan i don't know like yeah i don't don't know i don't know how to pronounce yeah i know we're gonna be doing little hope the sequel to that one eventually too and i might just do like a whole playthrough of untold dawn too yeah because does that that one doesn't have a multiplayer like uh i don't think so but also at the same time, I'm thinking about doing uh, like I just kind of did uh, teased a little bit of Five Nights at Freddy's because they released it on Xbox, so I might I might okay. go through that series too. <laughs> yeah. If anything's so, gonna get me jump scared, you know, uh, it's gonna be that game, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, and I want to thank Elaine for joining this week. I hope she joins more of our podcasts and. Hopefully, I get her to do um, 
her own podcast in the future. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll it was see. fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun having a female perspective on our podcast because they seem to be all male yep. dominant uh, currently. So, um, <laughs> but uh, for the Heart of Geek, uh, I'm Jeremy, and then. Josh is on here too, and yep, <laughs> and, and uh, we'll talk soon. But I hope everybody enjoyed, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep, bye. Bye. Hi, it's Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules here to tell you guys about Factor. It's my one-stop shop for nutritious, fully prepared meals, which means there's no grocery shopping, no meal planning, and no cooking required. They have tons of options to choose from every week. Factor is like having a personal chef, but without the wait. It only takes two minutes to heat and eat. Plus, all their meals are fresh, never frozen. Visit factormeals.com slash Shea50 for 50% off your first order.